At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome into the show, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Appreciate you being with us right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Well, the Stanley Cup final has concluded, which means we're finally getting into that slower part of the summer. But that doesn't mean we're too concerned about what to talk about. We've got plenty of football to look forward to. There's never a wrong time to talk about football. I know we already started it about a week ago or so, but so much to get through with these offseason bets, these futures with the win totals, division odds, player awards, coaching awards, all of that. We have so much to go through. And tonight, specifically, we're going to hone in on our very own NFC North. We're going to look at the Packers, and we're going to look at the Vikings specifically, because I've talked about the Bears before, and I'm sure you'll hear me talk about them plenty, as naturally we're located here in the Chicagoland area. But there is a bet that I want to make at the beginning of this show, and we'll get to that in a second, but we'll hit on that type of football to kick things off. And more football. How about Thor Nystrom but taking it collegiately? We'll focus in on the Big Ten. Now, if you don't know Thor, senior content creator for college football over at NBC Sports Edge. The dude crushed the draft and he really does magnificent work all things college football. So we'll get a nice preview of the Big Ten kind of in its entirety. Maybe a little bit more singularly in the Big Ten West and then just the overall scope of things throughout college football. And that'll be in 15 minutes with Thor. 
Half hour from now, our Monday regular Adam Burke, VEASAN's betting analyst, will share his top plays on the diamond for the night. And then at the end of the show, I do have one play in baseball this evening, and we'll just get to really the grand scheme of things when it comes to Danny's dive. So a lot to get to here for the next hour. Like I said, let's go ahead, kick things off with some football action looking into the NFC North. And I said I was going to do Packers and Vikings, and we will. But first, let me just tell you the updated division odds at Bet Rivers, because they didn't really have these numbers posted for a while, at least at Bet Rivers. But finally, as of late, they were listed. And big shocker, the Green Bay Packers are your favorite, minus 182 to win the NFC North. Then come the Minnesota Vikings at plus 275. The Lions actually at 9-1. to A lot of books had the Lions and the Bears kind of on the same playing field. But then you get the Bears at 13-1. to So the disrespect is real for Chicago. I'm not saying they should be ahead of the Lions, but probably similar would make most sense. Because realistically, neither of those teams are going to come out on top of the NFC North. But yeah, the Lions 9-1 to and the Bears then at 13-1. Let's take a look at the Packers to get things started, right? Your favorite to win the division. Can they replicate it? And furthermore, what about their win total where you just have a better idea of what to expect out of them and not based off the other teams in the, in the uh, division? Well, their win total this season, depending on where you shop, really ranges anywhere from 10.5, you're laying juice to the over, or 11.5, you're laying juice to the under. But at Bet Rivers, the Packers have a win total right in the middle at 11. Odds minus 110 each way. And the reason I'm not spending too much time on them to make the playoffs, because the yes is a big favorite, minus $5, knows about plus 370, just to, just to throw it out there. But we're more concerned about the win total. So last year, this Packers team went 13-4, and four, all right? And having this number at 11 is big, right? Avoiding the hook if you want to get involved with the Packers on the over is something that you should take into account. And to take it a step further, like I said, you could do the 10 in the hook. I saw the juice as high as minus 145 to the over if you wanted to take that route. But when we do win totals from a couple years ago, a lot last season, and then what we're going to tie into this year, what I like to do for my handicapping process is separating the schedule into three categories, being the winnable games, the losable games, and the toss-up games. Of course, the winnable games being the games I think they have the best advantage to their side to win, and more than likely probably eight, nine times out of ten will win that game. The losable games where they're at the biggest disadvantage, they're probably going to be an underdog in that game. And then the toss-up games, of course, just the 50-50. Maybe it's later in the season. Maybe it's week 18. You don't know what's going to happen by that point in the season. Maybe that game being on the road makes it tougher. A lot of things can factor into the toss-up games. But again, going with Green Bay, they got a lot of winnable games, which, of course, is not too appalling. Uh, beginning in week two versus Chicago. Don't really need to go too much into depth with that one. But week two is a winnable game versus the Bears for the Packers. Week five versus the Giants. Week six versus the Jets. Week seven on the road against the Commanders. Yeah, I'm not too high on Carson Wentz. I really have been an anti-Carson Wentz guy since the injury, and that's proven to be pretty true. I'm not too high in Washington at all. Green Bay should win that game. Now, then you go to week nine, you're at Detroit, and Detroit should probably make a fuss out of that game. They always play Green Bay a little bit tougher, and this is a team that we're assuming takes somewhat of a step forward. I'm not saying they're going to win, but anytime you're playing Detroit, it's typically a winnable game. Week 11 versus Tennessee, a lot of sentiment around the Titans, and I concur with that, is that they're going to take a step back. Week 13, you're at Chicago, doesn't really matter. Aaron Rodgers said it himself, he owns you. 
he does. Week 16 at Miami, the hype around Tua, well, there really isn't any except for Tyreek Hill giving him a, a lot of props. And, well, let's just see if Tua can give him any decent passes. I'm not sold on this Dolphins team. Week 17 versus Minnesota, you figure worst-case scenario, if you're Green Bay, you're going to split with the Vikings. Uh, I couldn't see them losing twice to Minnesota unless everything just went to shambles or injuries took place. Week 18 versus Detroit. Naturally, that's a winnable game at home versus the Lions. But again, week 18, last game of the year. Will the Packers have the division solidified? Will they need to play all their guys to still compete for a top spot in the postseason? Or will they be complacent? Maybe they'll sit out Aaron Rodgers in that game. So that's always a little sketchy trying to handicap this far out for week 18. But that's what consists of the winnable games category. Losable games, I only have two for Green Bay, folks. Just two. And that's going to be week three at Tampa Bay. Tom Brady back in the mix. Always tough for Tom, or excuse me, for Aaron Rodgers to go down to Florida. We have seen that be the case before. Week eight at Buffalo. The Bills, to me, are the best team in the National Football League. And going to Buffalo ain't easy for anyone, even if you're Aaron Rodgers. So those are going to be two of the losable games for the Cheeseheads that I see. And then toss-up games, he got about five. Week one at Minnesota. They probably do split, and week ones are tricky because you've had all summer to prepare. Aaron Rodgers still developing relationships with these newly added receivers. We saw that kind of be his Achilles heel, not trusting anyone else. Throwing to Devontae Adams, despite him being in double coverage, didn't help him in the playoff game. We know he struggles with developing relationships. And you're bringing in two young receivers who, granted, may be really good, but how long is that going to take to make that work? Week one at Minnesota, it's going to be tough. It's a toss-up game. Week four versus New England, I honestly think this could have been put in the winnable games category. However, whenever it's Bill Belichick, the Packers do lose some wonky games here and there. Week 10 versus Dallas, we'll see how the Cowboys are looking by week 10. Could be a great team, could be average. Week 12 at Philly, a lot of people are high on the Eagles. I think they'll be better, but not really a team I'd be too concerned about. But still going to Philly, not the easiest of environments, and it is later in the year. And then week 15, you get the defending Super Bowl champs, the Los Angeles Rams. Granted, you do get them at home. So remember, five toss-up games. And I had 10 pretty much guaranteed wins. So I'm already putting 10 there. And out of the five toss-up games, yeah, I'll give them about two wins out of that group. So, yeah, I'm pretty high on the Packers, which seems like the easy thing to do. I would have them at about 12-5. and five. Now, even though I do have them at 12-5, and five, which is over their 10.5-11-11.5 win total, I'm not fully committed to wanting to get invested with them because of the unknown commodities with the receivers. The defense is a big question mark to me. And, again, I just don't really want to go with a win total that's in the double digits. Not something that is too attractive to me. So a strong link to the over for the Packers. But overall, at the end of the day, not something I'm willing to invest in this far out. But a team that I am willing to invest in this far out is the Minnesota Vikings. Now, their win total at Bet Rivers is currently set at 9. But you can get it as low as 8.5, and, and the juice they're making you pay is only minus 130. And I say only because the juice on the 9 at Bet Rivers is minus 118. So you're giving me a 12-cent difference to get that hook? I'll gladly take that. Are you kidding me? I mean, this Vikings team, they're finally going offensive-oriented. Maybe they get competent coaching with Kevin O'Connell coming from the Rams. They focus on their strong suit, which is the offensive side of the ball. 
and if their defense can at least be serviceable enough to not cost them games, and offensively, you're not digging from behind, turning the ball over, shooting yourselves in the foot, which is what we're accustomed to getting out of Minnesota, this team could easily get the double-digit wins. They're winnable games. Week 3 versus Detroit. Week 5 versus Chicago. Week 9 at Washington. Again, not high on Carson Wentz or that whole team. Week 13, you get the Jets at home. Week 14, you're on the road against Detroit. Week 16, you get the Giants and Danny Dimes coming to town. I'm not high on the Giants at all. Week 18, you're at Chicago. Maybe a split with Chicago, but still, you are the better team as of this point. Losable games, they also only have two. Week 10 at Buffalo. Week 17 at Green Bay because you're bound to lose at least one to the Packers. They got a plethora of toss-up games. Now, I do give a slight edge to them week one versus Green Bay, but anytime you're going up against Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be 50-50. So week one versus the Packers is a toss-up. Week two at Philly is a toss-up. Week four in London against the Saints. New Orleans, a big question mark team. No Sean Payton, no Drew Brees, of course. Uh, I obviously didn't have them last year, but still, the Saints team is kind of tricky. Week six at Miami, just because are we fully in on the Vikings to trust them in those spots? Week eight versus Arizona, that's post by week. Cardinals may be in shambles going into this season. Week 11 versus Dallas, week 12 versus New England, and week 15 versus Indianapolis. The Colts should win their division and make the postseason, but what are they going to do outside of that division? How will Matty Ice perform? Then week 17 at Green Bay is a toss-up. My prediction, I got him at about 10-7 and seven or 11-6. and six. Now, I like giving you the specific number, but for the fact that we can get their win total at 8.5, if I'm putting their range at 10 or 11, yeah, I'm all in on the over there. And we always give props to Minnesota, and it never really comes through, but if there's a year where it can happen, it's got to be this one. Maybe Green Bay takes a step back. You're bringing in a new coaching staff who can actually be your strong suit offensively. Count me in with the Vikings, and I'll lay the minus 130 to get the eight and a half. Make sure you shop around, but expect bigger things out of the Vikings this season. Count me in over eight and a half wins for Minnesota. Couch football coming next here on Rush Hour. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, remember that Bet Rivers has you covered because Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available, and you'll be set up with multiple episodes a week along with great local sports betting content. Okay, welcome back into the show. It is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us on this Monday evening. We kick things off talking some football, specifically in the NFC North. And I was telling you why I'm a little bit more bullish on this Minnesota Vikings win total. We'll expound on that further at the end of the show as we caught a break. But we're going to continue our conversation in football, but we're going to go with college football Love getting into all things collegiately with the pigskin. And uh, what's better than talking about some Big Ten football here, right? And to help us do just that, Thor Nystrom's going to be hopping on at Thorku, where you can follow him on Twitter. All this content over at NBC Sports Edge covers the draft and all things college football. So, Thor, thank you for making some time. I'm sure this is really when you start to kick those gears up and start doing your full dive into the upcoming seasons. And uh, we appreciate you, you know, taking time to really focus on the Big Big Ten. And first things first, I will clarify myself along with my producer, Britton Hess. We both are alumnus of the University of Nebraska. So uh, you got to keep that in mind. No, we realize uh, how the Cornhuskers operate things, but there is a little bit of optimism maybe with this team. We see their win total at about eight. Wisconsin's the team above them at about eight and a half. If you look at Bet Rivers to win the division in the Big Ten West, the Badgers plus 175, Nebraska plus 250. Minnesota four to one, Iowa five to one, Purdue seven to one. You know, first thoughts with the Big Ten West. Uh, do you think Wisconsin deserves to be the short shot, and is there enough value there for you to bet them? Um, the first question first, maybe. You know, maybe as far as the favorite, but the second question is more topical here. No, I, I don't think so. The the five teams that you just listed, for me, they are pretty closely grouped, and so if I'm going to bet on one of those teams. 
I'm probably going to take a long shot bet on a team like Purdue and then probably go a team, you know, in, in the middle of the odds. Whether you have a conviction on, say, Nebraska, who may have been the unluckiest team in college football last year, in college football history. I'm not just saying that because you guys are alums. But, you know, or, or Iowa or Minnesota, who's returned a lot of talent, too. If you see a conviction another way, maybe the long shot on a team like Purdue. But, yeah, I wouldn't buy a ticket on Wisconsin at those odds, uh-uh. Yeah, so when you look at a team like Wisconsin, I mean, last season, Thor, the expectations I feel like were pretty high, and rightfully so, and they typically are with the Badgers. But, man, talk about just an infuriating team that could not live up to the hype. What's the difference in your mind from Wisconsin squad last year to this year? And, I mean, you got to assume maybe the quarterback play can get better and the offense can produce some points, but do you see that taking a big step forward? Well, that's the big question with them, right? I mean, you know, in, in some ways, the same way as a team like Iowa, only, you know, people used to have the higher expectations for a guy like Graham Mertz. He just hasn't come forward yet. And until he does, that's the scary thing about that. That's why I'm telling you not to bet on them to win that division at those odds, because he he's such, I mean, at, at this point, he's a crapshoot. I would even call him a bust at this point. I mean, he's got another year yeah. or two of eligibility left to try to turn around that narrative. But to this point in his career, he's been an abject bust, especially since they had to chase out a kid, Jack Cohen, who ended up getting you know a, a pretty high-priority uh, free agent contract from the NFL after the draft. So that, that is the big question. The running game should be better. You know, Braylon Allen is, is a good prospect. They have a couple other good backs in that backfield. The defense is always tough. But again, can Graham Mertz do anything whatsoever? You're right. I think that's a accurate point to make. The jury is completely still out on Graham Mertz right now. He has a high ceiling to try to attain at the really beginning stages of this season before you might start pressing that panic button once again. So with that being said, because of the uncertainty with him, yeah, plus 175 isn't that tempting. And then Thor, I guess to take it a step further, the win total we're seeing at about eight and a half at a lot of spots. The unders plus 112, the over you're laying about minus 143. So would this be a scenario if you were to get involved, you would only look toward the under because of the prices and just because of the lack of confidence? It's funny for that one. It's another stay away for me. My numbers on them are almost exactly what you just stated. My number on Wisconsin for their over under wins is 8.6 and it's set at 8.5. So that it doesn't get any sharper than that. I'm staying away from the Wisconsin preseason bets either way. All right, well, let's get into my alma mater, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Now, every year this team, talk about infuriating, they're right at the top. And he talked about how unlucky they were last year. It would be insane for them to replicate that. I mean, like you said, maybe of all time, one of the unluckiest teams. Their win total, we see at about eight. And again, they're plus 250 to win the division. Now, this seems like desperation mode from for Scott Frost and for the people I still talk to. You know, if, if there's no bowl game here, just based on how the contract's working out, he's out of here. They brought in new members of the coaching staff that maybe kind of mature some things up. He's not going to handle the play calling ideally and can really just focus on being the head coach. You get a new quarterback in Casey Thompson out of Texas. You think... Us Nebraska fans should have our expectations set a little bit higher for this season. They have to be. Yeah. And for, for Nebraska fans, it's hard to lose this year because either you're going to have that breakthrough season finally under Scott, Scott Frost, or you're going to get a new administration. You're going to get a new group running that team. Either way for Nebraska fans, it, you know, I think it's going to be a positive. I'm bullish on this team. 
you know, last year, and, and of course, you even more infuriatingly, you know, watching it, you know, <laughs> as a fan. But every single week, it was like they were in all these coin flip games, and the you know they, it, they always pick wrong, right? It, you know, if it was heads, they pick tails. If it was tails, they pick heads. <laughs> but but it's a quality team. You know, the, the, there's some. Um, you know, I'm sure you've seen some of the the different mathematical things out there that mathematically Nebraska had a better probability last year of going 11 and one than the three and nine that they actually finished. My numbers this year have them exactly the same as Wisconsin. I have Nebraska at 8.6 in the preseason. If it's eight flat and, and, and it's, you know, I don't have to pay any juice on that. I, I'm going over on Nebraska. I only have them. Um, I only have them as an underdog in two different games. I believe both those games. I only have them uh, the underdog by two points. That's in uh, September when they're, they're hosting Oklahoma. Got them as a two point underdog. I'm a, as a two point underdog at Iowa. And then I have them hosting Wisconsin as a coin flip game. Every other game outside of that, the other nine, my system has them as a favorite. That's what we love to hear, Thorne. I think some shops are even offering seven and a half. So if you did want to maybe not get as good of a price, more security, that could be a route to take as well with Nebraska. So uh, we're glad we can get some conviction out of you, Thorne. Uh, I want to go next to a team you just mentioned, which was Iowa. Now, Iowa, it seems like, is one of those squads, regardless of what we think preseason, they always find a way to be competitive. Their issues always loom around the quarterbacks. What can we expect out of this Hawkeye team? That's the biggest. Uh, so I, I went to Iowa grad school. So, so we got like the grad hour right now. But the, the frustrating <laughs> thing to me as, as an Iowa fan now speaking was that they didn't go out and get one of these these veteran transfer quarterbacks, you know, such as Nebraska did bring in and Thompson. There was a whole bunch of them. You had unprecedented movement this year, you know, in the transfer portal. There were so many of them that were available. Iowa not only didn't sign a for sure starter. They also didn't sign any like backup, you know, like veteran backup that at least could have, you know, provided some insurance. So you got to you got to roll it back with Spencer Petros again or Alex Padilla, the same two guys that we saw last year. Neither of them are any good. They're they're both accuracy averse. They they both don't run around at all. They're pocket passer guys, and it's it's a coin flip as to whether they're going to hit the water when they fall out of the boat. The rest of the team should be pretty good, right? The, the defense should be pretty good and. Even though they lost Tyler Goodson, the, the running back, the running backs they have back are very, very good. They, they had a couple of good, uh, young good guys that were starting to break through last year. You also should have a better offensive line, which which might surprise people me saying that with Tyler Linderbaum leaving. Tyler Linderbaum had the highest graded PFF season for a center last year ever. But but outside of him, the guards and the tackles, Scott Docterman, who's the best Iowa beat reporter there is, he wrote last year that it was the worst group of guards and offensive tackles that Iowa had had in the last 25 years. So you, ha wow. you had real problems outside of Linderbaum. Those should be better this year, even though they'll have a little bit of the downgraded center. I expect the line play to be better. And because of that, Iowa's going to be better. But I do have their, their win total a bit below the couple of the teams we just talked about. I have Iowa at 79 but as you know, they're always lingering right around there. And depending on a couple of these, you know, because every game they play in is, is seven points or less. The difference you, you get into a lot of these close coin flip ones. Sometimes Ferentz is able to pull a bunch of rabbits out of his hat with those close games. You, you'll finish closer to 10 wins. So sometimes it don't go so well, you know, and you're closer to six. But they're always within that band. Thor, you and I could keep talking about this for quite some time, I imagine. Unfortunately, we are up against it. In about like 15 seconds, could you just tell us really quickly? I know you have more extensive thoughts on it, but who do you think ends up with a better record, Illinois or Northwestern? 
I'm going to say Illinois. Uh, they showed me some things with Bielema last year. Northwestern, they got to figure out a bunch of different things on their team. Their talent level was way down last year. Fitzgerald, you, you have to believe in him a little bit, but I, I like what Illinois has done more going forward. Thor, you're the man. We appreciate the insight. I'm sure we'll be talking plenty more before the season starts, but thank you again for making some time tonight. Coming on it. Appreciate you, man. You got it. Thor Nystrom, folks. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Thorku. That's T-H-O-R-K-U, senior content creator, covering all things college football and the NFL draft over at NBC Sports Edge. Love talking some Big Ten. We also love talking baseball. We'll do just that. Coming up next with our guy Adam Burke here on Beast. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here, and for only $19, you get everything VSIN has to offer from right now to the end of July. Sign up today, and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, which includes Adam Burke's top plays in Major League Baseball along with NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want the full VEASAN experience, which also features the daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19, and you can be a subscriber through July 31st. So make sure you sign up now at VEASAN.com summer. That's V-S-I-N.com slash summer time to talk some baseball here on rush hour folks which means we got to bring in our monday regular my long lost stepbrother adam burke at skating tripods where you could catch him on the tweets and you can also catch his write-ups at beeson.com everything involving baseball there's the beautiful picture Love to see that every Monday. That's how you know it's going to be a good start to your week. But, Adam, uh, this first game tonight. So this one we're going to have first pitch in about a half hour, and it's the biggest line, right? I mean, you get the Yankees over a $3 favorite, at least at Bet Rivers, minus 305, taking on the Oakland Athletics. The Yankees coming off a grueling four-game series against the Astros. Does that kind of factor into handicapping this? Because I know you're not necessarily looking to lay the chalk here with the Bronx Bombers. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's a great spot for the Yankees. As you mentioned, coming off that four-game series against Houston, they win two games in walk-off fashion. They get no hit in one of the games that they lost. Felt like a potential ALCS preview. I mean, that's certainly a very realistic possibility given the way that the American League is setting up. Today, they face an Oakland team that, look, we all know the A's aren't very good, but also Oakland's 8-28 and at home, but they're 17-21 and on the road. They've been far more competitive away from the Coliseum I don't know if that has something to do with the fact that nobody goes to their games. It's kind of depressing to be playing in Oakland right now, and frankly, it has been for a while with the facilities that they have. But they're a pretty competent team when you talk about getting them out there on the road. Paul Blackburn pitching very well this year, 297 ERA, 340 FIP. Righties are only batting 207 against him with a 251 weighted on base average. And we know that this Yankees offense basically goes as Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge go. So Blackburn actually has a chance to shut this Yankees lineup down a little bit here. And also something that kind of caught me off guard with Oakland is that against left-handed pitching on the road, they're actually 10th and weighted on base average. So this has been a decent split for them away from home as they face a lefty in Jordan Montgomery. Do the A's win the game? 
I don't know, probably not, but you can get them at plus one and a half plus money at plus 120 out there in the market. It was plus 130 this morning when I wrote the article. And you can even get plus two and a half on Oakland at minus 120, minus 125 in that range. I don't think they get blown out tonight. And, you know, 25 of their 38 road games, they've either won or lost by one run. So I think they keep this one close tonight. Okay, well, Adam, now let's go to the later game tonight. You got Baltimore out on the West Coast against the Mariners, Wells versus Kirby. Kirby's been a tough guy to handicap, it seems. And I feel like the market's giving him maybe a lot of unnecessary love in this game because he's up to minus 155 against Baltimore. And look, the Orioles, what? They just took three out of four in Chicago against the White Sox. And I'm not saying that's going to directly translate to against the Seattle Mariners. But the Mariners are kind of an unstable team themselves and certainly one I wouldn't look to be laying minus a buck 55 on. Yeah, so the the thing about George Kirby is, you know, obviously he's talented, he's young, he's off to a nice start to his career, but he has kind of a limited arsenal. He throws really hard, but he also throws a lot of fastballs. Kind of varies between whether or not he throws the slider or the curveball as his secondary pitch. But he's a guy that just doesn't really have a lot of different things to throw at you. And the Orioles have already faced him once. Now, he did throw six shutout innings against them, but it was his second worst start in terms of exit velocity against the Orioles made a lot of hard hit contact. It just wound up being hit right at people. And that's going to happen from time to time. So I think that they've got, now that they're getting a second look at Kirby, I like that for Baltimore in this game tonight. And for Baltimore, Tyler Wells takes the mound. He's six foot eight, you know, so that's a guy that's seeing him for the first time, a little bit different. He's pitched extremely well this year, hard hit percentage right around 37%, which is very good when you consider he's already faced the Yankees three times this season, as well as facing Toronto. Those are one and two in terms of hard hit percentage on the season. So Wells has stayed off the barrel really nicely. Kirby's allowed some hard hit contact. The Orioles have seen him once before already. And also Baltimore has an elite bullpen. I mean, their bullpen is second in F4. Their primary relievers all had the day off yesterday. Guys like Jorge Lopez and Felix Bautista are on multiple days off. I took the Orioles tonight. I think they're worth a look at that plus money price here. Seattle losing Ty France over the weekend coming off of a series against the Angels where you had that brawl yesterday. I just feel like this is a really good spot to take a Baltimore team that I think is pretty underrated overall still by the market. Now, while we're on the subject of the Mariners, they did make a transaction about an hour ago. Uh, the Royals traded Santana, Carlos Santana, back to the Mariners. Now, is this something that moves the needle for you or just something kind of to throw out there because uh, baseball's the only thing going on right now? Is this something we're talking about for Seattle? You know, look, I, I think that more of what this says is that Ty France is going to be out for a while. You know, he's been primarily playing first base for them, and, and he's been one of their most productive offensive players throughout the course of the season. So Santana's their insurance policy. He's obviously available because the Royals don't really need him. And of course, you know, they called up a big prospect here today. Santana has not hit well all season long. He's a guy that will perform better next year if they get rid of the shift. But up until that point, really not much to like about him a great guy uh you know soft spot for him being a longtime Cleveland Indian but you know as a player he doesn't move the needle at all and and he really doesn't replace what they lost with the injury to Ty France all right I want to ask you about this Dodgers game tonight they go to Coors Field against the Rockies and in a lot of spots the Dodgers opened over two dollars but now they're about minus 182 at Bet Rivers the Rockies plus 155 naturally we're seeing a high total at 11 in the hook 
You're getting Anderson, who, of course, has been a stud for the Dodgers going against Cool with the Rockies. Is this maybe, you know, you, you look at these numbers, and I'm sure a lot of the public goes, man, uh, why is the market moving against the Dodgers? Anderson's been crushing it, and the Dodgers are a great team. Is this just maybe one of those spots where you go, if there's a time for him to regress, it might be at Coors Field? Yeah, you know, I think there are a couple of really interesting things about this handicap, Danny. The first is that the Rockies have been really good against left-handed pitching all season long, both at home and on the road. Here they get a lefty in Tyler Anderson, who, look, he pitched at Coors Field. He knows how to pitch there. He's got a 409 career ERA at Coors Field, but he's only thrown 25 innings there since the 2018 season. So he's a guy that you know hasn't really pitched there a whole lot of late. He's changed his arsenal a little bit, throwing a lot more changeups this season. We'll see how that plays for him. But I think it's twofold. One is what I said about the Rockies against lefties. The other is the Dodgers played that late extra inning game last night against the Braves. They left Atlanta very late because it was Sunday night baseball. They go to Colorado where the elevation can definitely have an impact on you. I think it's more about the situational spot than anything else for the Dodgers. But it doesn't hurt that the that uh, the Rockies are good against lefties. Of course, the problem is I don't really trust Chad Cool either. So I thought about the over 11 and a half in tonight's game. I figured it would go to 12, but you know who knows what that Dodgers lineup look, looks like if they're just a little bit sluggish tonight. Adam, last game before we get you out of here, my man. Tell us about this White Sox and Angels matchup. You got Syndergaard and Giolito, two pitchers who should probably be pitching better than they are when you look at all their stats or showing for some regression. And, and really, we, of course, have seen it in both of them. I mean, Syndergaard hasn't gotten a win since the end of May, I think, and Giolito's gotten rocked his last two starts. If you give the nod to one starter, who's it going to be? Yeah, I don't know if I can give the nod to any starter here tonight. And also, too, a problem for Noah Syndergaard is that the Angels' bullpen has been bad for the better part of the last six to eight weeks. So that doesn't really help him either. But Lucas Giolito, a homecoming for him tonight. You know, he's a kid from Santa Monica, played his high school ball in Los Angeles at Harvard-Westlake. But that's a guy right now that has zero command whatsoever. The hard hit rate is through the roof. The barrel rate is through the roof. He's got a 540 ERA with a 523 expected ERA. So he's earned every bit of that high ERA that he's got. For whatever reason this season, he's not throwing the changeup as much. And, and that was really his bread and butter pitch, his really, really good offering from 2019 through 2021 when he wound up being one of the better pitchers in all of baseball. But it's just not there for him right now. I mean, you know, he's in the 12th percentage in exit velocity, 7th percentile in hard hit percentage, just not commanding the baseball well. Thought about the over in this game, but that walking wounded White Sox lineup is uh, is a very scary proposition, to say the least. That is for sure. Well, hey, Adam, we appreciate you dishing out some of your top plays and some angles for the other games tonight. And uh, looking forward to catching up once again next week, my man. Yeah, absolutely, Danny. We were talking before the break about Nebraska football and, and some <laughs> college football and all that. I have, a, I have a piece coming out this week in Point Spread Weekly about teams that Let's upgrade go. at the quarterback position. So that'll be a whole lot of fun. Beautiful. Looking forward to it, Adam. Hey, at Skating Tripods, where you can follow Adam on Twitter. Not only is he doing the baseball write-ups, but all things football as well. Some of the best content in the biz, courtesy of Adam Burke, and you can get that at VSIN.com. Man, we're pumped for football season, baby. We're getting closer and closer. All righty, coming up next, well, it's going to be time to give you my best bet in baseball, and I know we kicked some things off talking about some win totals in the NFC North talked about the Vikings. I'll revisit that, give you a more in-depth analysis on it next here on Rush Hour.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's Wimbledon Week, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your go to sportsbook for all tennis related betting. Today, through the 4th of July, place a $25 wager on Wimbledon at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook or a free $10 Bet Rivers Live Bet to use on any Wimbledon match. Simply log into the Bet Rivers app, and then you can even live stream the tennis matches right before your own eyes from the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, and hopefully, you can cash some winners. 
Well, speaking of uh, speaking of cash, folks, we've got some breaking news here in the NBA. The drama is already started, or rather, it's come to a halt in a sense. With all the speculation around Kyrie Irving, it looks like he is going to opt into his contract. So what that means, basically, he's going to get a crap ton of money instead of settling for a lot less with the Lakers. He is staying with the Nets, and presumably that meaning that Kevin Durant and him will be paired together once again in Brooklyn. So all the info now coming about on Twitter if you want to get more of the uh, – just all of the news surrounding and all these specifics with the contract. But uh, there you have it. The first domino maybe to tumble or not tumble, however you want to classify it, comes about. Kyrie Irving is going to opt into his $37 million player option for the upcoming year. All right, there you go. Plenty more on that, I'm sure, to come uh, toward the end of the week when we really start getting into the thick of it with all the transactions in the NBA. Keeps us on our toes throughout the summer months. What also keeps us on our toes here on Rush Hour is, of course, Major League Baseball. I've got one play tonight. We were just talking with Adam Burke, going over some of them, and uh, we kind of teased this later game with the White Sox and Angels tonight. Now I was talking about this on the Chicago CityCast, and I actually did like an angle for this game. Now, at Bet Rivers, the Angels actually opened up as low as minus 120. The movement has continued to show for the home favorite, Los Angeles, now up to minus 141 at Bet Rivers. Totals at 8.5. When I always do the city cast, I open up my numbers. So I had the Angels minus 135 and the total at 9. Now, the White Sox, they just dropped 3 out of 4 against the Orioles. That's a series at home. At the worst, you got to split two out of four. I don't care how injured you are. The bats got to come alive. They have it. They refuse to do so on a constant basis. You know this if you watch even just the smallest amount of baseball. The Angels, well, they just dropped two out of three against the Mariners. They're coming off that crazy brawl yesterday, which, hey, their interim manager said maybe that's going to spark something with this team. Maybe it does, but nobody's going to be serving suspensions just yet, right? You got to kind of let that all thaw out and, you know, appeal the suspensions and all that nonsense coming about. So they got a full roster, so it seems, for the Angels. Like we said, two pitchers who have underperformed are taking the bump. Lucas Giolito for the White Sox, Noah Syndergaard for the Angels. Beginning with Lucas Giolito, he had an okay start to his year. It's not or wasn't as good as he had been the last two years, and I was always a proponent of Giolito is kind of due to regress. I'm not saying it was a fluke with what he's done or that he's a bad pitcher. I just didn't think he would consistently be as great as he had been. What was it, two years ago when he was really good, three years ago, however long it was? And this year, you're seeing it. I mean, he's 4-4 four and four with a 540 ERA, a 5.085, disgusting. His Sierra gets you a little bit of conviction in him, perhaps, 369, but then you look at his whip at 1.56 and his continued high home run to fly ball ratio over 20% at this point, folks. And where it gets even worse for Giolito is his performance on the road, where he boasts a 577 ERA, a 534 FIP, a 157 whip, and a 389 weighted on base average. Nothing good coming out of Lucas Giolito, especially throughout his last two starts against Houston and against Toronto. Within those two starts, he's combined to allow 18 hits, 15 earned run, and only racked up six strikeouts. The White Sox have fallen in both of those contests. He did face the Angels earlier this year, did Giolito. I think it was at the end of April or beginning of May. But at home against the Angels, he had an okay performance. Six innings, seven hits, three earned runs, seven strikeouts. The Angels still won 5-1. to one. 
Now, he did give up three earned runs, which doesn't look awful, but seven hits, eh, you know, they got to him, right? And I'm thinking they can do the same at home, where the Angels hit a lot better at home. Now, they are hitting really good against righties, but the numbers increase that much more at home to where against righties at home, they got a 767 OPS, a 300 flat on their BABIP, a 332 WOBA, and a 117 weighted runs created plus. Remember, 100's the flat line for that, so they're 17 points above the league average. Now, the White Sox got to face Noah Sindergaard. I think Sindergaard has kind of stung us a couple times this season. So do I go and trust him once again? Third time's a charm, maybe? I don't know. He's 4-6 and six with a 386 ERA, a 4.02 FIP. Not ideal, but you can back a guy who has that if their offense is good enough. And a 440 Sierra, that causes some concern. A 120 whip. But where Cindergard brings you back, and the reason I think why I ended up betting him the last time we did is because at home his numbers have been better. A 239 ERA, a 260 Woba, and a 395 FIP. The issue also, though, with Cindergard is he's 0 and 4 with a 531 ERA throughout his last four starts. His last win has not come since May 24th against the Rangers, folks. Not great. Not great at all. But where Cindergard could thrive could absolutely be this situation at home where he does pitch better, and especially against a White Sox team that we know is not great at hitting righties. They got a 651 OPS versus righties, 287 Babbitt, 289 Woba, and an 88 WRC+. The White Sox struggle against righties. And we talked about the Angels' bullpen woes. I despise the Angels' bullpen, but the White Sox' bullpen has been even worse as of this point. They got a 419 ERA, and they got a 136 whip do the Southsiders' bullpen. The Angels' bullpen, not that much better, but 395 ERA and a 119 whip themselves. Look, the White Sox are coming off a bad series against the Orioles. I know Cindergard has been tough to rely on, but Giolito has been really bad these last few starts, guys. And honestly, this White Sox lineup is still banged up, of course, with all these injuries. And even when they've been healthy, we know the struggles they pose against righties. So I actually laid the price here with the Angels. I went minus 137, which is where it was a lot of the time today at Bet Rivers. Again, it's now minus 141, but the Angels, to me, are the right play. I wouldn't lay over minus 145 with the Angels. Ideally, you could get 140 or less, so make sure you're shopping around. But in baseball tonight, got the one play, and that's going to be the Angels against the White Sox. Los Angeles on the money line, minus 137. Going back to how we began the show. We talked about the NFL, more specifically the NFC North, and then with the Vikings. Now, I pretty much told you my reasoning for wanting to bet their win total over, but I wanted to just recap that once again. So at Bet Rivers with the Vikings, their win total is at 9. All right, some other shops have it at 8.5, and, and the juice is minus 130 to the over. And I said I was playing that because the over 9 at Bet Rivers is minus 118. I'm fine with laying 12 cents more to get a hook less, and if I get nine, I can win instead of push with Minnesota. So I'll gladly lay that minus 130 with Minnesota and a team that I think will take a step forward because of the new regime taking over. Competent coaching is what we're hoping from a championship squad. Kevin O'Connell coming from the Rams. A great offense. Well, Kirk Cousins is serviceable, right? You got Dalvin Cook. If he's injured, which is happening a decent amount, you got Madison in the backfield. You got Justin Jefferson, who was an absolute stud. Thielen, who's a red zone dog. And then you got Osborne, who's emerging into a solid receiver. You need to fix your tight end issues. And you, of course, need to help that defense out and just hope that they can be serviceable enough themselves on that side of the ball. 
And I think because of the schedule and because we don't know about Green Bay, we know about Detroit, know about Chicago, Minnesota has a real chance to win this division. But you're still going against Rodgers, so I'm not messing with the division bet. I'm just looking at their win total. So we look. So we went over the winnable games, right? You got week three versus Detroit, week five versus Chicago, week nine at Washington, week 13 versus the Jets, week 14 at Detroit, week 16 versus the Giants, and then week 18 at Chicago. So you get about, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight wins right there yourself. Uh, Toss-up games, you got a decent amount of them, which I think the Vikings will finally win more than they will lose more. Week one versus Green Bay. Week two at Philly. Week four versus Saints. That's in London, so that's tricky. Week six at Miami. Week eight versus Arizona, but it's at home post bye week. Dallas at home. The Patriots at home. I think you can beat the Patriots. I think you can beat the Colts week 15, and then week 17 at Green Bay. You probably lose. Your for sure losable games at Buffalo week 10 and at Green Bay week 17. My prediction is 10 and 7. Or 11-6. Yes, I'm a little bit more optimistic with Minnesota, but I think that's rightfully so. Based on the new coach coming in and the talent that they still have. You look at a team like the Bears with a new coach. You know, they don't have the talent that's already been there. The thing Minnesota has been missing, like I said, has been competency and just not shooting yourselves in the foot, which I think this new regime can hopefully alter. So that's why I think you got to be a little bit more bullish on this Vikings team. And you could consider, hey, maybe you just bet them to make the playoffs instead of over nine or over eight and a half. Well, if you're getting it at nine, you know, with the nine win teams, four of them missed the postseason last year. Only two nine win teams made it. So that's why I'm going with the win total instead, folks. So count me in. Minnesota Vikings over eight and a half wins, minus 130. So that's for the long term. But for tonight, like we said, we're going with the Angels on the money line for our lone baseball bet. Best of luck with whatever you play. And we will be back in action tomorrow for another edition of Russia. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com slash compatibility.